You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I have questions about Aaron Jones and his availability for this week. I don't know whether he's going to be able to go uh, with the hamstring injury. I know he, could have, he said he could have come back in and played Sunday. They didn't need him to do that. But hamstring down in Atlanta, uh, I won't be surprised if Aaron Jones misses on Sunday. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, Piers, Jim Rutledge. Yeah, it is. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The Mountain Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush the Coors Light. Yeah. Actually, it's about that time for me. It is. Yep. You need to go get one right now while I open yeah. up the show. 844-770-3776. We're going to get to Adam Schefter and the Aaron Jones thoughts here. But guys, so during the commercial break, and this is not the first time today. So I have new pants on. I like the pants. They're, okay. they're Calvin Klein dress pants here. Very nice. But I stumbled across an issue here. And this is not like a humble brag that I want it to sound like. Okay, Jim. Where but, are we going with this? But like, so when you use the restroom to uh, go number one, do you, hey like, I usually try to just, let's see, be a minimalist. So I don't need to like get off a lot of clothes. I'm just trying to like... Oh, you drop them down to your ankles? Underwear and pants right down to your ankles? That's how we all do it. Yeah. What are we talking about? All right, so Pull your shirt up, hold it under <laughs> your chin, and then keep your hands... That's how it's done. <laughs> yeah. What's the question? It's just butt cheeks <laughs> yeah! in the air. Yeah. Uh, no. So the question is, so I will use the... on your In your uh, underwear, for men, there's a, a, a an opening. <laughs> and yes. then there's also an opening in your pants. Uh, and you're, you're like these pants I'm wearing right now, these dress pants. That like sounds a zipper. like so much work. A zipper. So I do that, but here's the problem. The opening for the zipper is too small, so I can't do that with these pants. So then I have to do it a little different. So it's throwing off my routine of going to the bathroom. Wow. <laughs> cool story, Jimmy. Yeah. But like, but it is, so, but wait, so you guys cool. don't use the, uh, no, the, no. No, you just gotta, there's elastic there for a reason. They don't need to go well, you digging in the you, hole. You just wear shorts. You're like a child. Like, yeah, and you dress yeah, like an well, eight-year-old. That's the thing is, there's a button and a zipper. You can just deal with those. That was the beauty of when I was a child. Like I had tactile things, like fitting the square peg through the square hole. Yeah. That also works with like concepts of buttons and how zippers work. So that I'm not. I'm pretty advanced at zippers and buttons, so I don't need to worry about advanced. pulling my. But like you act like that's that's the proper way to do it. It's in your clothes. Yeah, just because something was made for something doesn't always make it easier, Jim. Well, today it's not usually. <laughs> yeah, but like, today no. it's definitely not. Here's the thing: my way, my method is foolproof. Right. Never fails. Doesn't matter what pants you have on. <laughs> that, I would suggest trying it more regularly. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to because apparently I can't. I don't have room in the zipper here to get my to get out. To he, use the restroom. It's just going all to your head. He just wanted him? to brag about this. It's the all air. going to his yeah, head. It is. It is. Ryan, how do you? How do I use yeah, the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you uh, pants on the floor? I, guy? I'm with. Yeah, I'm pants on the floor. <laughs> I'm a sitter. Shirt off. I don't stand naked. at the urinal. I just go into a stall and sit down. No, I thought you sat at the urinal. I have to take a shirt. I have to take a shower after each time. 
Hey, Jim. Matt, square in the eyes. Awkward bathroom music. That's yep. That's me. Matt, that's not how you used the, the urinal. Did anyone ever teach you? Because ours are on the wall here, folks. That's yeah. it. Uh, so that's why you'd say it. Matt's not sitting on the floor. Maybe. Depends on the urinal. Depends on how big the night was the night before. Funny thing about the fun fact about those urinals, invented by the Romans, actually. <laughs> Believe it or not. That's uh, those right, right. Yeah, exactly. Urinals? I yes, mean, precisely. The ones in the bathroom here at the Spark Building. The Romans made those ones. All right. Well, it does remind me of our first out-of-the-box Iron Jock poll question. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Uh, 844-770-3776. You can still chime in on that. Right now, 56% of you say you think about it once a month. 18% of you say multiple times a week. And 18% of you say once a week. 6% of you say once a day. Man. And our Once uh, a week's got to be the brand. And this is a slam dunk pun intended, asking you, how do you feel about Giannis saying that he will prioritize winning a championship over remaining with the Milwaukee Bucks? 94% of you say you understand it. Uh, we do have uh, a real Eric Wheeler chiming in. A player of his caliber has every right to ask the owners, and I'm not even bothered by it. Ownership has repeatedly shown that they are willing to continually chase championships, so I think he will stay, and it won't be an issue. I agree with you. I do think yeah, so that far. they're going to... New ownership, though. And we are also asking you, 844-770-3776, for phrases that are screwed up, either that you've screwed up or people screw up that bother you. Uh, Pat chimes in. Uh, so one phrase that bothers me is when someone says that someone is a jack-of-all-trades, as they can handle a bunch of things as well. The full phrase is, jack-of-all-trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. This originated as an insult towards Shakespeare in the 16th century. And we're just going to take I didn't that. Know as, it was an I did know the jack of all trades is a master of none. I did know that phrase. Yes, but apparently we didn't know the whole thing, so now we yeah. know. Uh, Robin Madison asks Is our opening tune from basketball? Yes, it is uh, Beer, presented by Coors Light, from Real Big Fish. Yep. Are they, do they have Wisconsin ties? Oof, no, I think they're California. Okay, so, but basketball, one of our favorite movies. As a show, we still want, we got to put together this basketball tournament we've been talking about. You know, Talshire talks about it, William Talshire all the time about a pickleball tournament. We got to put together our basketball tournament. <laughs> we have talked about it. How is basketball not taking off? Like, it seems so easy. I mean, it's the perfect blend of sports. You could drink beer, shoot hoops. Don't really need any athleticism. You can stand in one spot the whole time. That's curling. <laughs> we already have a game like that. Chris Manitowash Waters <laughs> chimes in. Jim, you can't deny this. When you get over 40, uh, you get up in the middle of the night to go number one. nine out of, uh, And so nine out of ten times, uh, you just sit down. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I don't want to – like, lights are out. I'm not turning on the lights. I'm not waking up anyone. <laughs> I'm just sitting down. But in I the will, middle of the night, yeah. But I will say this. In all honesty, I was just talking about this. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a, a major snorer. I still am a major snorer. But – and it's not an endorsement for anything because I had to buy this myself. I did the <laughs> test. They got a CPAP machine. Love it. So here's what I learned. that When you wake up in the night, even at 40, it's not to go to the bathroom for most people. If you are waking up to go to the bathroom, there's probably something wrong with your sleep cycle because your body will turn off that meter until it kind of hits full go. Right. Uh, well, the problem is that you are sleeping so light that you're not getting deep enough in your sleep that your body knows to turn off that, that alarm, if you will. So now... With the CPAP that I use, I, I, I sleep through the night most nights. Now, last night, coincidentally, Man. I drank 
stupid amount of water for no good reason right before bed, so I was up twice to use the bathroom, but that's 100% on me. Yeah. I drank like so a big 32. Was a PPAP machine? Yeah, it was a PPAP machine. <laughs> Uh, good job, Matt Hamilton. You Woo! are very, you're chuffed. You're chuffed I'm with yourself. Pretty clever. All right. We're going to have to save this Aaron Jones question. Maybe we're going to start it uh, after we throw some stones, but we're going to throw some stones next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Hamilton is in his feelings. Right, Matt Hamilton? A little bit. Why is that? Are you going to share? Or are you just going to pout? <clears throat> well, so, oh, peel behind the curtain, peel the curtain back here. Mm-hmm. We get to choose the music that plays when we come in. So, pro- set it up properly. We each pick 10 songs. I was you picked there. 10. Yeah. Well, well, no, you, you, and did, that's the other you thing. missed it. Well, no, and then I was going to say we we're all going to pick 10. I thought I was going to be clever. And send Ryan 13 songs so I would have the majority of the bumps. Oh, well, that's it. And, and now I'm not hearing you. like oh, any of them. This is, oh, I don't feel bad for you at all. You were trying you to mean? circumvent the system. He didn't even realize. Trying to job this game. Come he on, knew. Matt. <laughs> Primetime Wollersheim knows. I'm Jim Rutledge. He's Matt Hamilton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, let's throw some stones. Can we throw some stones in about 10 seconds? <laughs> yeah. Everything's all right. Everything's fine Everything's back over here. Fine. <laughs> it's the second hour. Everything's it's the normal. Hour. It's the witching hour for Ryan Warsheim. What did you think we you were doing? You guys think they have the answers to I knew it was coming. Look, I was trying to do many like other things, so including managing Matt's music for him. That's all right? What do you mean? You never did anything for my music. Exactly. <laughs> Wasn't doing anything. He's throwing stones. Presented by Metro Kia of Madison. Three days. Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Three second halves. Holy fumbles. Look, guys, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, boy, do they confuse me. I got plenty of questions from around the sports world, and I'm interested to know what Jim and Matt have to take from them. So I'll go ahead, give them each a chance to answer, and then I'll go ahead, decide whose answers made the most sense today, and... Award the winner of today's throwing stones. So first, we'll switch to the NBA. Oh, Jim I'm, showing it, I'm showing it to Matt. Showing, showing something on his laptop quick. You can watch on the ESPN okay. Madison Twitter stream right now. It was funny. So now you what, bring what it up. It? I'm just trying to show something yeah, about Hamilton. It's just another Rodgers meme. But this oh, one's okay. funny. It's not like personal. It's a picture of Apollo Creed in, I think, Rocky Two, And it says Rodgers entering MetLife Stadium where... Apollo's coming in with the American living in America. And Aaron Rodgers came in with the American flag and was running out with that. Uh-huh. And then Apollo <laughs> dies. Yeah. And so it shows up. And then it says Rodgers after his first drive. And it's Apollo face on down the on the mat. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll go ahead and start. What it's do you pretty th- funny. What do you think about that meme? Go ahead, Matt. I'll start with you. I think it's a little easy. I think I think that's like low hanging fruit and no the low hanging the low hanging fruit is the, the all this stuff about doctors and oh now you believe in science or rub some horse pills on it and all that kind of stuff that's the low hanging fruit this is just making fun of Rogers for being old like, so I thought it was like better Look, because it's not thought, the low hanging fruit there's so we, many things you can make fun of Aaron Rodgers for I thought we appreciate the olds we appreciated them for a whole hour yesterday on our show I mean. Are we really that upset about Aaron Rodgers being old? I'm not. Side note, like nobody is practicing today. Devontae Adams out with an angle injury. Uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins is out. Like everyone's out. It's a, it's a Aaron the NFL. Jones. 
Yeah, Aaron Jones. Uh, the NFL. Christian Watson. Yeah. The NFL. David Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari. Well, he's just not going to practice. Yeah, that's true. I, I heard it earlier on Wildey and Tausch that um, they used to call Chad Clifton the big Lamborghini. You only bring him out on Sundays. Brian yeah. Bulaga was on with Wildey and Tausch, and they said that uh, Bulaga said that he was texting with uh, Bakhtiari saying that you're the new big Lamborghini. We only bring you out for a Sunday drive. That's it. Nothing else. That's exactly all they need him for, honestly, at this no, point. No, that's fine. All right, let's get to Stones. All right, so let's get to the actual stones. And speaking of wrestling here in practice, the NBA's Board of Governors passing a new rule today about players who are apparently resting load management. Been a big controversy in that league these past couple seasons. But ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported more about it earlier today when he was on SportsCenter. Here, why don't we give it a listen quick? The league really believes that it's going to impact lost games among uh, national television games, the new in-season tournament. You know, another big part of this is the fact that you cannot rest more than one all-star player in a particular game. And then at the end of seasons, teams who are out of the playoffs and might sit players like last year in Washington, a Bradley Beal, for example, that they're going to have to show there's a real injury. So... Since we've been talking about resting and since we've been talking about Giannis in the NBA, Matt, you are known to, you know, take a day off from time to time. <laughs> I ask you, what do you think about this NBA's new policy about resting players, especially towards the end of seasons and having multiple All-Stars resting at once? Matt, go ahead. I mean, I agree with it. There's opportunities for fans to go to games where they can only get to one game a year. Sometimes it's later in the season. Because that's just how the timing works. And if your favorite player's not playing because it's a rest day, that's rough, man. Like, I don't think there's any issue, with, especially uh, with saying that they like one star can rest, but if you've got multiple stars, like only one guy can take a break. Make sure your fans are happy first and foremost. That's the whole point of sports. It's not to see who's the winner. It's because people care to see who the winner is, and that is the people that you need to appease. That's that's all that the league is trying to doing with. Uh, by making players play in these games that they want rest. Yeah, I, I it's a fine line with this resting stuff because one, it's I think they took it to an extreme, which happens too often. It's one thing if you wanted to like the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, rest Giannis. Then have Middleton and Drew play, or have. Uh, Giannis play and sit Middleton and Drew. Like, they were almost disrespectful like, to it. Wasn't there that earlier this year, there was the baseball game that was like, well, you were that, telling me. That's common. But, that, but it's like the same kind of idea. Granted, there's more baseball games, so they're not going to pull it. But, but like, like, so it's a getaway game is what you're talking about. Getaway but like, game. That's it. That idea is that, hey, you played two games, and then let's say you played two night games, and in the afternoon you got one game, so the guys are probably spent a little bit, and you play that game, and then you're out of town. Mm-hmm. But out of 162 games, that's probably less than 10%. I think the NBA would be fine if it's less than 10% of the time that the teams don't play their stars. So if Giannis has healthy scratches and it's less than 10% of the games he misses, I don't think anyone's going to have an issue with it. It's, but it's it's if he's taking his day and then so is Middleton and then so is Bobby Portis, right. that's when there's let's, an issue. Let's, let's assume Giannis is healthy for 82 games, which is a big assumption. But let's yeah. assume that he is physically capable of playing all 82 games. And he plays 75. Nobody's going to balk at that. The no. league, nobody's going to link. But some of these guys' numbers are getting really low. So I, it took something that I think I was fine with, and now I'm going to sound super old. But even like a LeBron is older, but like LeBron in his prime, Wade. But I'll go back to Jordan. Like Jordan, Bird, Magic, all those players were flying half the time commercial. Definitely not private jets. At best, they're flying first class. They did not have all this 
cryo and all these extra things to, to help their body. They did not have all the sports medicine, and they were playing 82 games. As I pointed out before, I think it was 1990 or 1999 or 2000, Jordan was 41 years old and played 82 games. So, like, there's a gap there. You don't have to do that, beat your body up, but, like, let's let's make sure we're toughing through because people are paying money to see these games, and your team is counting on you, and the regular season should matter. And yeah. baseball hasn't bastardized the regular season the way that NBA has. And yeah. so it's one thing to have, give a little. It's another thing to kind of take what the players have taken. Yeah, you have to be respectful of the fans, even the fans who aren't even human beings apparently in the stands. So don't know if you guys saw this, but at the Chargers-Dolphins uh, game on Sunday at SoFi Stadium, uh, apparently along with a full house of NFL fans, there are multiple AI robots in attendance for the game. Uh, there are several photos and videos of them on social media. You likely saw them. Jim actually brought it up before the show in our pre-show meeting. But there's a lot of speculation about whether they were positioned on the field and whether they were actual robots or not. And turns out they are. There are actually robots at this game, all as part of a promotion for this new upcoming Hollywood sci-fi film, The Creator. So, Jim, I ask you, what do you think about this movie placing robots, actual robots, at a sports game instead of, you know... That's just, just a promotional technique for something coming out at the end of September. Has Jim? nobody seen Terminator 2? I don't understand our fascination with creating humanoid robots. I get that we could use more workers, but we do not need to be eliminating people's jobs. I, I don't trust necessarily a workforce of artificial intelligent robots that can be controlled by one person like all you have to do is look at looney tunes horrible human being elon musk and he'd be the one in front of this and you want him with his finger on the on the trigger for all these weird robots you want him making these things like the tech bros that create these things are the biggest weirdos and psychotic people in the world (laughs) you want mark zuckerberg and elon musk uh, in, in control of ai robots i mean good god we are so let's just stop this now because the billionaires are all psycho and they're going to create these weird things that are going to do weird stuff because <laughs> billionaires are weird. Wow! Right? Tech billionaires are the weirdest people on the earth. Mark Zuckerberg looks like he's dead inside, and Elon Musk is dead inside. So good God! Weird billionaires doing weird stuff. Matt, what do you have to say? I don't know if I can compete with that. I think I think it's awesome that they had AI robots there for self nice. for promotion. I'm here for it. Yeah, because the self-driving cars are working so great. Let's just get self-driving robots. Nothing will happen. <laughs> Look, this is Matt's turn. Yeah, Jim. And you know what? Anything that's going to make my life easier, I'm on board for. How so does AI that make robots, your life easier? They you don't can have to go, go to the, the game? game for me. I can oh, watch yeah. it through their eyes and then maybe put they it can, on the screen at all. They can tell you about it later so that way you don't have to watch. What yeah. Matt missed can just be told to you by a robot. It can just be told on. me by a robot. <laughs> on all the other applications that a robot can help me out in. I'm here for AI. All right, well, all right. Jim with his scary... The robots are uprising. They're going to get you. No, it's not your robots are weird. No, no. Tech tech people are weird. Elon (laughs) Musk can't create an actual car that doesn't run people over. It screws up all the time. And we're just like, it's fine. It looks kind of neat. All cars run people over, Jim. Yeah, but the humans do it. That's part of living (laughs) in a society. Just because some lunatic creates a self-driving car that can't recognize people from a dummy, that car is then created by a dummy. We cannot have psychopaths creating cars that don't even work properly. Can we at least get a car 
that works properly? I mean, Teslas are starting on fire in people's garages and running people over. And we're like, yeah, let's just create some, let's just create some robots too. Let's just get after it. Maybe we'll choke a few people out, but <laughs> what? Let's but just do that. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Thank like, you. I don't want to have to drive a car. Look, it's the humans <laughs> who are fighting in the stands at these games, Jim. It's not the robots. They're peaceful. Come on, they come. They just want to help. They just, yeah, they're not I'm here not to do anything the, wrong. I'm not on the robots, but they're created and controlled by someone. Oh, the creators. That's yeah. what you all right. Well, Jim doesn't like the creators. People, they do. People like me. They do like Jim Rutledge, but I didn't like his answers today. Yeah, to me neither. You guys are a bunch of weirdos. Oh, what's yeah. yourself, robot people? Robots rule the world. You're just trying to suck up to them when they take over. Yeah, when they take over, they're going to need smart a move. superstar curler. Smart move. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's going to be thrilled until curling's re- until he's replaced on the curling mat with, uh, or on the curling ice with uh, robots. Hey, uh, yeah. I have competed against a robot before in curling. Did yeah. you win? No, I crushed it. They got a long way to go to c- catch me in curling. Now, as radio host, on the <laughs> other hand, uh, I think AI could probably write a better script than I am coming up with. Well, Matt Hamilton <laughs> is a winner of this game. We're all losers in society if we're going to have to be at the whim of those weird tech bros. But <laughs> you can be a winner by going to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. That's where winners go. $12 million of jackpots in August alone. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Round and round, round they go. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those people love the Rutledge mix. On Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Man, Hamilton even, is blue, so you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. They wouldn't even know what a Matt Hamilton mix is like because they haven't heard one yet. Three days on this show, and I haven't even we heard We definitely played a couple of your songs yesterday. Zero percent. No, you're wrong. Cry. <laughs> is one of his songs Cry Baby by Janis Joplin? Or... I'm going to have to put it in the rotation, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. At least one of my suggestions would make it in then. <laughs> That'll be the only one in there. Once every 20 times it'll play. Big Baby Hamilton, along with Jim Rutledge, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Wollersheim behind the glass. Primetime Wollersheim. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Right now, Matt and I and Ryan, and you can chime in as well if you want to throw in who you think. We're going to do our top five power rankings in the NFL because, like, power rankings are long. So, Matt, who do you have as the fifth best team? In the NFL. Fifth best in the NFL. I'm going to go... Uh, you know, honestly, I would say the Jets, but now that they don't have a quarterback, I don't think I can put them there. Let's say... Jacksonville Jaguars. All righty. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. All righty. What's your number four? Well, Matt, why are the, uh, the Jaguars on there? Uh, I just I, th- I think that team has got a lot of good weapons. I think Calvin Ridley is one of those few guys who takes a year off and his looks better than he did. Like he looks like he's ready to go. Trevor Lawrence has all the weapons he could possibly need. Healthy running backs. I think this team's set up for su- some success here. 
Uh, well, Sean, what do you got? Um, number five, I'm putting the Eagles. I think they were obviously the Super Bowl runner-ups last year, but they kind of struggled with the Patriots week one. I think the Patriots defense is really good, but that offense, I don't know. I just feel like the Eagles struggled a little bit week one. They got to show a little bit more. Going week one is it like, I think week one is the most insignificant like precursor because the Packers would yeah. have lost many times and gotten smoked. And didn't the last time they went to the NFC Championship got smoked in week one? Uh, yeah, I mean, they got to kill by the Saints. 38-3, yeah. to three, I think yeah. it was. So, anyways, you can do your thing. I got the Lions in there. I think, what, they won eight out of their last games, eight out of the last nine games last year. They added some players on offense. David Montgomery gives them that grinder that they lost in Jamal Williams. They got Gibbs. And they got some better defensive players with those higher picks. So, uh, I got the Detroit Lions at number five. Matt, who's your number four? I'm going to go San Francisco 49ers. I think that team looks solid. Brock Purdy doesn't look like he's missed a beat since his injury. That team is full of weapons, smart coaching. It's hard. It's, I'm, t- I'm going to have a tough time betting against the Niners. I'm going with, how about them Cowboys? Mm, I, I'm going bad. off of I just a, a butt-kicking performance of a team that was in the playoffs last year, and I know it's week one. Yeah. But also, that defense we know was really, really good. Dak Prescott was bad at throwing interceptions last year, but for his career, he's been a better quarterback than he had shown. They switched out their offensive coordinator. And again, Dallas was a team that made the playoffs last year, and they had a, a hot start. So those things combined puts me with Dallas at number four. All right, I'll chime in with my fourth. And as much as I don't want to put them four, I think this team's going to be really good. I think they might make the conference championship. I think the Browns are going to be in the AFC Championship this year. I know, I know. I <laughs> wow. Don't, wow. I'm not saying, I'm not rooting for them, but no, it's that's just fine. their defense shut down Joe Burrow. He had 82 passing yards. And when you look at the guys that they Over have around, Monday, it's not just Ryan week one. You look at who they added this offseason. They got guys on the D-line. Their linebacking core is actually healthy. And they have really good cornerbacks. They have Zadarius Smith, as long as he's healthy. And I think their offense is good enough for that. They'll compliment them. Mick Chubb is an absolute stud. I think Amari Cooper's a good wide receiver number one. And as much as I hate to admit it, I think Deshaun Watson was going to bounce back this year. All right. What's your number three, Matt Hamilton? The Miami Dolphins. Tua has so many amazing weapons on that team, and he feasted. I think he had like 400 yards or better passing this week. That team... If Tua can stay upright, which is the big maybe, that team could be really scary. I am going with the Chiefs. Okay, they're 0-1, but they had they didn't have Kelsey. They still they could have easily beaten the Lions. They are the defending champs. I think they will be in it in the end. So right now I would go with the Chiefs up there. So I got the Chiefs at number three. Yeah, I'm putting the Chiefs in the same spot, Jim. I feel like obviously they have Kelsey will come back eventually. They just signed Chris Jones. He's coming back Mahomes, but I am worried about their offense, man. I mean, their wide receivers look... I mean, I know I'm overreacting to week one again, but I feel like it is a problem for them if Marquez Valdez-Scanling is probably their best wide receiver. He's a good receiver, but he's like a number two, really good number three. So I got they got to show a lot still. They got to grow throughout the season to climb those rankings into the top one or two. All right, Matt, what's your two? See, I am not being swayed by those week one... Bold, bold losses or close games. I think the Eagles are the cream of the crop in the NFC. I think they're number two. I can't. I'm not going to. Just because they had a close one with the Patriots, 
does not mean that I'm going to dethrone them from where I think they're sitting in this division. I have the Eagles as number two as well. <clears throat> I'm going to put the Cowboys ahead of them. I okay. think their, def- <laughs> their defense is insane. Their defense was really, really good last year, and this statement they made on Sunday Night Football. Against the New York football I don't guy. care was, who was, was against. That was a playoff team that got to the – did they get to the championship game last year? No, they made it no, to the divisional they round. The division. They got smacked round. by the Eagles So in they the won round. one game and then lost to the beat Vikings. Beat the Vikings, okay. yep. Yeah. Oh, beat oh the they Vikings. beat the Vikings. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, beat the Vikings. Yeah, no. So the Eagles still added Jalen Carter who had – Six, I think, pressures. Rookie could yeah, have been the first pressures. overall pick. He's he's very good as well. He's very good, but I just feel like the defense for the Cowboys is a little bit better, and Matt, I think their offense is good too. What's your uh, number one? And my number one is because of all the reasons you guys already mentioned, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL as far as a guy who can just win you a football game. I'm not betting a bet against Patrick Mahomes yet. That was a rough first week, and uh, he's. I'm not gonna get crazy and dethrone well, I mean, Patrick I have Mahomes. Three here, but I have the Niners at number one. Interesting. Look, I mean, we have similar lists. Yeah, I mean, the I Niners, have the Cowboys. There, I'm not fooled by the cow. The, the Niners Cowboys. could have been in the playoffs last year if they um, didn't. You mean in the Super Bowl? In the Super Bowl last year, excuse me, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. So yeah. just out of a note there, everyone poo-poos the NFC. Four of the top five teams in our Power Five, which is a universal Power Five. Uh, I mean, like most of the teams we have in here, I would say I've on average two. six or seven. of my top five? But you do, but yeah. like the Ryan and I, and as I look at ESPN and other ones, the NFC has got a fair amount of teams, at least half in the top ten for most power rankings. There, so I, I only had two early AFC on, in mine. You guys are just poo pooing. I think the NFC is tougher because I think but I think the, the Niners and Eagles are real, the boys are real, and the Lions are real. Like those are four teams that I feel pretty confident saying they're going to be See, in the playoffs and this year. Th- there's three NFC teams right behind where I'm. Uh, these top five, yeah. like I think I have the Lions, the Cowboys. Well, I said in the top ten, there's you know right, at least yeah. Five. So like those, yeah. that next five is where I think that they're the NFC comes in, but the the AFC is the creme de la creme of football right now. Yeah, I think the AFC when you consider the Bills and the I think the Bills will bounce back. I think the Chiefs are really that good, and I think the, those two the Bengals are not going to be bad this year. True, yeah, I, I know they won't be as bad as they were week one, which is part of why I'm kind of buying into the Browns. And <laughs> I, I, I think that they're going to be really good. You know what team I I kind of comp a little bit. So one team I'm a little cooler on is Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's one game, so I got. I'm just putting a little asterisk to it. I'm just saying cooling. But one team that I think reminds me a little bit of the Packers that could surprise people. Uh, not the Rams because they're a little bit older. Washington Commanders. If Sam Howell really? turns out to be it, okay. Again, it does, okay. I think here's the thing: that division, there, it's they've got two teams that you would put in the top five. They are going to be struggling just to keep their head above water this season because they have to deal with the the Cowboys and the Eagles right. for four no, games. No, I, I'm just saying though that when I look at the Commanders, they have a, they have a defensive minded coach, they have a good defense. Oh. And they have a quarterback who just has to go out and get the ball to the playmakers. They're not asking too much of their quarterback. So that's the thing. Look at the teams that struggle right now. Like Minnesota, they asked too much of Kirk Cousins that first game. You look at Los Angeles, they didn't ask a lot of Stafford, and he delivered. Atlanta did not ask a lot of Desmond Ritter. He delivered. Bengals asked too much of... Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow, he didn't deliver. The Bears asked too much of Justin Fields. I mean, they were they, he had to be basically dodging sacks, and, and and they didn't run the ball enough. They lost. Mac Jones, uh, obviously New England, they hung in that game, but they didn't ask a lot of them. So, I mean, the teams that don't ask a lot of other quarterbacks, if you don't have an elite one, I think that's the way you want to win. There's still a threshold of how good that quarterback has to be, and we know nothing right, about Sam Right, but the Packers in Washington, right you know nothing about Jordan. You know oh, as much about okay, Sam Howell no. as you know about Jordan All right, Love. that's fair, that's fair. So my point being that 
some of these teams, Packers and Washington, could be surprise teams. The Packers aren't the only team that could be a surprise team, is my point. Oh, Washington sure. could be right there as a surprise team. Good defense. Don't ask a lot of your quarterback. If you stay healthy, maybe get some things done. Look, I fully expect to have egg on my face about one of the five teams I had in the oh, yeah, power this is rankings. Week one. I mean, yeah. this is, nobody's going to have egg on their face for week one. I mean, mine's perfect right now, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt was correct. Nobody put obviously. the Ravens on the list. They're really injured. J.K. Dobbins just tore his Achilles. They're they got Melvin Gordon now, up. though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point. It's true. Uh, the Denver Broncos really far down on this list. Dead last, the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Whoever, however it's pronounced, Jackie and Wilson. Great song, great band. First of all, well, I and I'm fine with that, Matt. But you act like this is like Green Day on the air, and I'm not. I like it. I like it. I, oh no, I wasn't. So I want you to introduce it to people because some of these songs are a little bit deep cut. You are someone. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do, and that's crush a Coors Light, Matt. By your own admission. So this yeah. is not a knock on you. Okay. That you get a kick out of, you, you get a little bit of excitement out of introducing people to new music. You like to oh, kind of yeah, cut yeah. deep and swim deep with the music. So yes, that's fair. I think a lot of times when you're picking out these, a lot of you know you pick out some of these songs. I tried to pick, for the most part, I've tried to pick classics, and this I thought was like kind of a cut, but I, like Hosier's not like a deep cut. I, I know, but this it's one's still out there. But it's still I wouldn't say mainstream, and I'm not saying that you need to. But Do you I know am the saying, song, Ryan? Before I, I know, I know of Hosier, if that's how it's pronounced. I know uh-huh. of one of their other songs, but not this. But one. my this point one, is, just introduce it to the audience because hmm. we are a show for the people. We are, and I would think that less than half our audience knows this, but I think more than ha- more than half audience would like this. Yeah. So, how are we pronouncing this? Um, that that's up to Matt. I mean, it's his it's his artist. I, I want to know. How I, he's I'm gonna say. figure it out. Giannis, oh. that's gonna pull it. Yeah, great. Wordsmith Matt Hamilton's gonna figure out how to pronounce this name. Uh, we did have a couple Iron Jack poll questions today that I'll reset for you as we send you home this evening. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Fifty-eight percent of you say once a month. Eighteen percent of you say multiple times a week. And eighteen percent of you say once a week. We also asked the question with Giannis. Stating that he is going to prioritize winning a championship over remaining with the Milwaukee Bucks. So not mutually exclusive. But what he's saying is that if he feels like the Bucks aren't as committed to winning a championship as he is, then he will look elsewhere. And 93% of you, kudos to the audience, 93% of you say you understand it. Good for the audience. Do you understand it, Matt Hamilton? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I mean, I think that's... Just the way you said that. No, like, no. Good for the audience. <laughs> Good for you, idiots. Giannis can pound sand. <laughs> no, uh... He, you want to chase ships when you're an athlete. Like, I, I understand that a lot of there's there's definitely a handful of people that get to the the big leagues and are like, this is good. I'm getting paid to play a game. I'm good. I'm I'm very content, and this is fine. 
But some people want more. Some people want legacy. Some people want championships to add to that legacy. And Giannis is absolutely one of those people. When you're a superstar like that, you don't need to limit yourself to just like, I just want to be able to play a game and get paid for it for the rest of my career. Like, you can have bigger aspirations, and I don't think it's it's wrong for us as fans to say that, no, you can't have those bigger aspirations. If the team wants to rebuild the honest, you're stuck here. That just seems so close-minded. I'm proud of our fans for not thinking that. Absolutely. And as you talked about, Giannis, now I'm using these words, is being courageous and owning his feelings and owning what he has to say. He's everything that Aaron Rodgers said Aaron Rodgers was but never was. Aaron whisper campaigns. Wishes and, he could have been Mike Giannis. Right, because he has whisper campaigns or pot shots or random remarks that are kind of never direct hits on Goody yeah, or anyone. It's like never layered, tied, layered Yeah, it never insults. could be tied directly back to him. And I would say that if you wanted to leave, it was the cowardly way out. When Giannis is saying, I don't want to leave, I want to win titles. If I don't think this team is bringing us the best opportunity to win titles, then I'll look somewhere else. He put it, to your point, squarely on the Milwaukee Bucks to do it. And this is where I think... So he might def- come off as a villain now, but, I but in the long run, I mean, obviously, according to our poll, he's not. Yeah. But like, this is where I could see upsetting your fan base. But in the future, after you lay this out there, if your team doesn't do everything they can for this guy... They're now the bad guys. Giannis basically gave himself immunity in the future if he just does exactly what he says he's going to do. And this is where I, I agree. And this is where Giannis is smart, but also he's being honest and transparent with his fans and the fans of the Milwaukee Bucks. And Aaron Rodgers could have done this. And you and I just agree a little bit on timeline because I think this is where if you wanted to get to why Aaron was upset with the Packers... I think he had that conversation you were alluding to with the Packers behind closed doors. Like, hey, we were close. Let's just get some players. Right. And the Packers blindsided them by taking Jordan Love. So after that was done, if Aaron Rodgers said then, I'm about winning championships, drafting Jordan Love is not about winning championships with me. And so now I need to reevaluate my time with the Packers. So when my contract's up, I might not be here. Aaron would be even viewed more favorably than he is, I think, by Packer fans. He did better than Brett Favre. This has been Roland Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. See ya!